Globalization is an overused and often misunderstood concept. We hear it all the time on news broadcasts and in any type of public discussion. But the starting point for understanding globalization is that it is industries and markets that globalize, not countries. That's why it's helpful to think of globalization as the integration of economic activities across borders. But why does globalization matter? I would argue that globalization matters because it means the rise of interconnectedness between countries and markets across the world. For example, one of the reasons why the financial crash of 2007-2008 was so serious was because the financial and banking systems of countries around the world have become so closely interconnected with the globalization of markets. Globalization of industries and organizations has an impact on the countries in which they operate. They inevitably create stronger interconnectedness economically with potential social and political consequences. That means that as a result of globalization of industries and the greater linkages between markets, interdependence builds up between nations. Another example of this is that there's a view that the political upheavals in many countries in the Middle East in 2011 were helped to spread by the existence of communication technology, such as the internet and mobile phones, that enabled individuals and groups to talk to each other, both to plan activities and to offer advice, support and encouragement. The next issue I want to talk about is, does globalisation matter to all companies and all organisations? And my answer would be, yes, it does. When I run executive workshops on globalisation for senior or middle-level managers, one of the first things I have to get them to understand is that even if they are not interested in international expansion and are happy consolidating their position in their domestic market, they are still dramatically affected by globalisation. What I tell them is this. Just because you're not going there doesn't mean that they are not coming here. Then I ask them if they've noticed any new foreign companies entering their domestic market in recent years. And are they small or large new entrants? And have they taken any of your existing market share yet? The answer to these questions is always yes. So, globalisation of industries and markets affects you even if you think you're sitting safe in your home market. Another key reason why globalisation matters to all companies or organisations is because it changes the structure of competition in all countries and markets. Some of the most difficult conversations I've ever had with executives have been with managers in organisations that have become used to being the biggest and most significant player in their particular market. They find it almost impossible to accept that now, in world terms, they are a minor player and that even in their domestic market, they're far less significant. They keep repeating, we are the biggest, and I have to keep asking them, yes, but compared to who? They are holding on to a domestic market mindset when the market has become global, meaning that both competition and competitors have changed. So another aspect of globalisation is that it's increasingly irrelevant to think of competition in national terms. 
Companies that had been seen as national champions may be irrelevant in global terms. Global competition is quite different from national competition. It's part of a different global industry structure. In a national industry, if all firms are equally inefficient, they can nevertheless survive and do reasonably well. However, once that industry has become a global industry, if one firm restructures to benefit from potential sources of global advantages, such as economies of scale and scope, this makes it very difficult for the others to continue to compete effectively just as national companies. Therefore, as soon as one firm globalises in an industry, the other firms are likely to follow. This explains the waves of successive mergers in many industries, such as aircraft manufacturing, energy, pharmaceuticals, as global competition replaces local competition and the world reorganises with fewer, larger competitors. To establish itself as a global company, for example, the global banking company HSBC shook off its Asian history and its roots as the Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation and decided to use its HSBC global brand and logo on all its local operations in more than 150 countries around the world. As it acquired local domestic banks, it rebranded them as HSBC. It wanted a truly global identity, not a patchwork of local ones. So where does globalisation come from? There are a wide variety of factors that have been driving the spread of globalisation across industries and markets. Five of the most powerful drivers of change affecting most industries are cultural homogenisation, economies of scale and scope, technological developments, deregulation and the lowering of trade barriers, and strong international competitors. <laughs>